Welcome back to the official Jets podcast. Ethan Greenberg, Eric Allen, joined by Bart Scott. Bart, thanks for joining us. My pleasure, Captain Kirk. You Ca- you oh. driving the ship. Oh, Captain <laughs> Kirk. I don't know if I like that. I'm Scotty. You the dude that always go out and die every mission. All right. Well, we're powered. Oh, hold on. Before, be we, hold on. Before we start, <laughs> we're powered by Amazon Web Services. We're in the BetMGM Casino Studio. You can find us on NewYorkJets.com, YouTube, Apple Podcasts. Rate us, review us. You, you're a financial literacy teacher. You go to sports organizations throughout the United States. Yeah, we just got the contract with uh, the NBA, too. So I wasn't able to go. I don't do every presentation, but Antoine Walker went out and um, – I heard LeBrick, I mean, LeBron was um, impressed. Oh. They just did the Lakers. <laughs> oh, they did the Lakers, and you didn't go to L.A.? Man, I had to work, man. This this is my time of the year, man. This is football season. Wait, wait. How, were you wait, upset? Wait. Have you met LeBron? No, I've never met LeBrick. Not yeah, I was going to say, how, how, how did you pass over the fact that Bart called LeBron LeBrick? I passed it over because I know who Bart is. I've been working yeah, alongside th- him since 2009. He is from Detroit. Yeah, we bro. don't play that. We don't play those Cleveland days. He he's not playing my ride. Okay. He, he he don't have any love for what's going on in Inglewood. Herm Edwards used to say it's all good in Inglewood, but for Bart, it's all about the Motor City, Detroit. Well, I figured that. I just yeah. wanted to touch so on the LeBron fan. Yeah, yeah. You got a problem with LeBron? I don't. I mean, listen, I like Le- LeBron. Le- LeBron and what he's done with um, I Promise and all that stuff is amazing. You know what I'm saying? I just don't rock with him on a basketball court because I'm a Pistons fan. So once you're an enemy of mine, then you're always an enemy. I can't root for you. What about this pairing between you and Antoine? Antoine Walker, the former star at Kentucky. Yep. And then he played in the NBA, yeah, of course. Yeah, he played for Boston, won yep. a championship with LeBrick, I believe, in, um, in uh, Miami. Miami. Um, so, you know, he, he's come out, he's been very transparent with his, with his story about how he lost, I believe, $180 million. Wow. And, you know, a story That's that crazy. we hear all too often in sports. And, you know, he's been, he don't want people to have the same financial pitfalls that he's had and make the same mistakes. Each one teach one. He could have went and found the, the, the biggest hole to hide in, but he chose to step out and, and, and try and change the narrative of, of other athletes and give them just the information and the tools, and it's up to you to make the decision that you want. But that's one side of the spectrum. You come at it from a different angle. His presentation to the guys is, don't be me, I imagine, or this is what happened to me. What do you tell them? Well, I just talk to them about how you utilize your network, right? It's not about your net worth. It's about your network because the hardest thing to get in life to me is information. And to get the information, you have to have a solid circle where you can be able to slide up and down people networks. And, you know, the best time to build your network and the easiest time to build your network is when you have something of value to offer to people. And when you're a football player and you're current and you're hot and you're current, you're now, it's the time that you go out to some of these companies, you go to these events instead of, you know, being antisocial, you get out and you introduce yourself and you find guys that have some of the similar interests that you want and people that's been there, done that, that can help guide you because you're so busy focusing on football, but you have to focus on life after football and what you want to do no matter how much money you make, you want to make sure that, you know, you focus so that you're, you're, you're using all your energy in one direction. You know, I, I keep thinking about you in Detroit and the Bad Boys team, and I just want to know. Tap, tap, baby. I just want to know, like, who's the guy that you'd want to line up with of that team? 
Well, you probably got to go with the enforcer, Rick Mahorn. Mahorn. That's, that's, what you know, simply, that's what I figured, but I didn't yeah, want to yeah. guess. Well, you know what? But another bad man was Vinny Johnson, the microwave oh, yeah. coming up off the bench, you know. But also, Vinny looked like, hey, if you want him some smoke, Vinny would smack the taste out of your mouth. You know, but he was a guy that really not got involved in that type of stuff. I like Bill Lambeer simply because I feel like he was like the Zach Thomas of the Pistons. He was he got more out of his athleticism. He's got closer to his ceiling than anybody else. You know, the worst thing uh, in, in the world is un, 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 wasted talent. Yeah, wasted talent. Where where to go? See, see, that's footprints. He knew I was struggling <laughs> to find a term, and we've been together so long <laughs> that he picked me up. So that, at that point, it was one set of feet in the sands, and it was that time that EA carried Bart Scott. That's Bronx Tell, Robert De Niro. You ever ever seen that movie? I've not seen Bronx. Yeah, I've he, not seen yeah, a lot of movies. Yeah, he's I'm young. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. He, he's. <laughs> I thought I, I take you for a Truman Show type of guy. Set up front of TV. Never seen the Truman Show, but I do know what it's about. Okay. Wow. What were you like? What, are you like um, uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Twins? You were born on an island. All you had was yep. books and Greek mythology. <laughs> well, well, you might need some Greek mythology. I do for your, for your training fitness. That, that's why I thought you went to that. No, I, 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 I just have Google. That you I just got Google. To. Oh, you got the Google. Yeah, I got the Google. You got the Google. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not that smart. I so, got the Google. So we got off on the good friend of mine. We got off the, on the tangent <laughs> with the financial literacy, but uh, since we are in the Bet MGM Casino Studio. Mm, I bet you, that. You much of a gambler at all? Not at all, but I do do the read for Bet MGM at my um, other place that I work. <laughs> I won't get them a shameless plug, but you know what I'm saying? I do that in tonight. So you don't, when you go to a casino, you won't even go to sit at a table? Oh, no, 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 no. No, no Listen, I, he, I, I he bet. He meant sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah sports. No, I, yeah, I, of course not. I'm, not. I'm not good. No, no, I would love to sports. I just, the spreads and stuff like that, that yeah. was my was my lane. I was too busy playing the sport to learn right. how to bet on yeah. it and gamble on yeah. it. And all the spreads, I can bet who I think is going to win, all the point spreads and stuff like that. That's not my expertise. But, you know, I do know tonight that MGM has a special <laughs> on the San Francisco 49ers versus the uh, Seattle Seahawks. No, no, no. This is, this I'm is just saying I'm trying to get more money for Bay MGM yeah, for yeah, us. But we're, not, we're, not, we're not on live radio right now. This is a podcast, man. Yeah, hey, but, they the gonna, all right. but, yo, hey. but you say write us Texas is on Apple. They're going to hear about this, and they're going to throw us some money. All right, so, so here's the thing. By the time this airs, the 49ers Seahawks game will have been over. I would, but I, Bart knows his stuff. Yeah, he does. I'm and, just saying, man. Well, every every week you, is you're a trying new trying to get the plug. I appreciate that. You know I, I, I feel like that's going to go one of two ways. Either Russell is going to do his MVP magic and they're going to win, or San Francisco is going to run him out of the building. But, but simply to win, all you have, all they, all the uh, the 49ers have to do is get a sack, and you get uh, 101 odds, and that's every week on BetMGM. That's how they roll. They'll just, you know, just, for, take, for just take out the player, <laughs> take out the sport, and throw it in there. For someone that does nothing with sports betting, it sounds like you know quite a lot. Well, no, I listen, I am the ultimate. I am the ultimate uh, flavor flave. I can hype anybody. <laughs> okay. Love that. What's, you know what your, what's your table game of choice? Oh, uh, blackjack, baby. Yeah. Let's do it. And if, and if I'm sitting there and we next to each other and the dealer have a two showing and you split sixes, I might Ric Flair chop you at the table. Somebody might die if I lose. So you, how, you how, much no, how much noise do you talk at the table? No, I'm, I'm pretty chill. Uh, guy's right. a you know, nice guy. Yeah, I just don't like the, the, the cooler and stuff like that when they come in, you win and they switch your out, and then all of a sudden this dude's on an extended lunch break and they send the cooler in. I don't like that. Do you get mad like if a dude's sitting next to you or a lady and they're at 16 and they stay? It depends on what the deal is showing. If that if the deal is showing a two, that's what I was just talking yeah. about. You better stay. Yeah. Because you messing with my money, and I'm balling on the budget. <laughs> All right, you're balling. Because on the, the rule right. the rules are blackjack. Well, 
the uh, guidelines, I guess, would be 17, you stay, and then under under 17. Yeah, but if they have a, th- a three or something like that yep. showing, then it's, it's more odds that maybe you got to assume that every card on there is a face card, and they got to continue to hit. Right. So, the, yes. so the odds go in your favor. Yeah. So if they're showing a 12 and you got a solid hand, no matter how much your hand is, you don't want to take their bus card because they have to take a certain amount if, they, if it's under – it say if they say if that's a three and then it's a six under there, they got to keep hitting and keep hitting. And the more hits they take, the the greater odds that they're going to bust. You need to just stay and not take their bus car, and then or we're going to have an issue. Bart, true or false, you're a big car guy. I do. I like cars. Do you have a favorite car? Mm, I'm selling a lot of my cars, though. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, I, I, I knew that. But, like, is there one that, that either you don't own that you're like, that is that's creme de la creme? Yeah, I always want these six by. I always like the six by six uh, Mercedes truck. Really? Oh wow! Have you? Do you know what that is? I assume it's a huge Mercedes truck. Well, it's basically the G wagon, but it has actually a bed, and it was designed. I've seen. I've seen photos of it. I didn't yeah, know it's yeah. Called I, six by Can- six. Canelo got got one, and really, what it was, um, the Australian. Um, uh, Coast Guard or whatever it was, they needed a vehicle that can go through the sand. So they built this super truck that has six tires on both sides, and it's it's basically a G wagon with a a truck with a bed in it. And it's like one of these super badass cars. I'm sorry, can I say? Yeah, you can. Okay. Yeah. So where do you drive that? If you have that, you can drive it anywhere though. Yeah, no, but you got that truck. No, no, I don't have. No, it. No, oh, that, that's that's something that I would want. No, yeah. but what is your what's your favorite mobile? I don't know. I mean, I mean, I, I'm a Ferrari guy, so I love. Um, I like the anything Ferrari. So they got this crazy. Uh, I think it's an SPF ninety, and it's their first um, answer to Tesla. Yeah. Uh, and even though it's only going to run half the price of the little Ferrari because it's instant, um, it has a V eight in it. But it you know it has the Ferrari V eight that they put in all like the four eighty eights and the uh, the F eights and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But then they also have three electrical motors that goes to the rear and, and, and front tires. It's all wheel drive. So it's probably like zero to sixty on like one nine, one eight. That's great. And where do you fall on old American muscle cars? Well, I do have. Cur- I, cur- I currently have a uh, sixty-seven fastback Eleanor, but I'm selling it. Wow. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just like old cars being able to have tune-ups and carburetors and stuff like that. If you don't drive them, you know they, mm-hmm. you know, it's always something going on with them. So I've had it since two thousand twelve. And, you know, it's uh, signed by Carol Shelby. It's like number 51 that they did. I bought it right after he passed, and people were entering their, um, like, kind of, they, they, they were getting all this Shelby stuff out because they knew it would go for a premium, and I was able to get one for a good price at Barry Jackson. I bought one. You, you know, ever I go to, like, it. a NASCAR track? No, no, I'm not a NASCAR guy. But what what about um, Lewis like Hamilton? Car shows. I, w- I, w- I want to go to, I always say it wrong. The uh, Indy Monticello. Monticello. I don't know what that is. Okay, Monaco is here, right? Ma- I, I know, yeah. So I go up to Monaco and I race, but then I you always do. say I'm wrong. So in Italy, they have the big race, Monticello. That yeah, 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 yeah. Right, so that's the dope place because they actually race through the city, right. and then all the people be having their yachts and stuff because they have, like, the Spain version of Miami, mm-hmm. and then people the have visa? a – It's somewhere around there. And then, you know, they, they're having parties and pool parties, like, on the top roof, as the cars are going by, you you get the aerial shots, and you can get a package, and you you link up with people, mm-hmm. and you like get yachts, and you like have yacht parties, and it's a whole weekend. You it see a lot like, of NBA like star, a lot of celebrities. Weekend. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's Monaco. Yeah, father. Okay, so I, I know before we started the podcast, I was talking to EA. I was like, "What do you want to talk about?" And EA wanted to bring up 2009. Yeah, he's trying agency. to remember the glory days, man. Well, no, no, it's okay. They gonna get some more glory. He, glory days. <laughs> Well, what did you want to bring up, though? The, well, you wanted the truth about your free agency because apparently there were a bunch of rumors going around. Well, there weren't rumors, rumors. but but 
bunch of stories. Let me fact check. I remember you talking to the media after you did indeed sign with the New York Jets after starting your career with the Baltimore Ravens mm-hmm. that Rex Ryan and Dennis Thurman yep, yep. were at your place. And Mike Pettin. And the dogs were out. You'd so. almost got 18, yeah. Okay, so. Oh, the, so this is real. Yeah, yeah. they almost died. Okay. <laughs> they only, I got attack dogs. Like. Where, where's, where was your place at the time? Well, where I was in Owings Mill, Maryland, probably like a block and so a half or half facility. a mile by the facility, yeah. right off of, I believe, Randolph Road. And what happens is they knew where I lived, and they knew that what, what time was to sign, and Rex didn't want Ozzy to get me because, you know, Ozzy still wanted me at Harbaugh. We had just came from the AFC Championship, and they were trying to keep that momentum going. And Rex wanted to kind of, you know, bring me and some other players, but he wanted to sign me first to kind of bring that attitude over to New York Jets that kind of like same thing with C.J. Mosley, like coming over here to kind of show the guys like what that program, that culture is all about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they came over, but they came over, whatever, early, late, whatever. They can't get fined anymore. But, you know, yeah. I knew they were coming over and we were going to kind of have some fun and announce and they were going to come get me and we are going to leave. Um, but they came to my house. They didn't realize that I have a visible dog fence. And what I did is my dogs, I knew they could go outside the fence. So I had like an acre and a half kind of like fenced in an electrical uh, uh, dog fence yeah. or the visible fence, whatever you want to call it. But I always kept my garage open so the dogs can go use the bathroom and they'll go back in. Right, so they pull up. They don't see nothing. They're like, oh, whatever, get up. We're about to go knock on the door. And as soon as they pulled up, got out, the dogs came out <laughs> and, like, like chased them. And then they was like, called me, and I had to come out and save their lives because they're attack dogs. The first bite for my dogs, they're all trained by um, this this uh, canine trainer in Alabama. So their first bite is a crotch bite. So, oh. Yeah, yeah, and my dog. Oh, man. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I can just – I'm trying to imagine – T.T., Rex, and Mike yeah, yeah. walking were, up and yeah, then running away from yeah, your attack. Yeah, they, they're the they're all going to be reduced to Vienna sausages. <laughs> the look on Rex's face must have been. Because, well, you know, Rex can't run. He's not a long yeah. strider. He was big Rex at that time, so he got that scoot. So, but Rex is Rex is resilient. He probably would have threw D.T. or, or Petten in front and, and said, save yourself, and threw them in front and let them get How many dogs do you have right now? Uh, well, two. I got rid of the other one. He was crazy, for real. Like, the other one, he was like – he was he – was, I think he was mentally. Did you give him to somebody? Or, or I gave him back. Oh, you did? Because when you get them, they're not puppies. You got them in like six months. Right. You know huh. what I'm saying? So I gave him back. But and, you, and like what were the indicators that he was a little crazy? Well, one, I didn't know because it's my first time having an animal. The, mm-hmm. uh, are we on? Yeah. Oh, we're on. Okay, so I didn't know. <laughs> so um, the, the thing was that um, you can't have two male dogs that continue to mark for territory. Ooh. So what happened is I had, I had Mater first, which is the one that's 15 now. And what happened is. They were marking territory and peeing everywhere. <clears throat> and then um, the other one, just he was like a fox. He was like a red color with a hazel eyes. He looked pretty dude. We used to call him, my dad used to call him Terrace Howard because he used to think he was like, you know, all that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, him and Mater was going at it. And um, one day they had the, they, they had the invisible fence, and they, we left it on too long, so they had to go get antibiotics. So they drugged him a little bit, and he kind of nipped at my wife. And he was kind of didn't follow all his instructions. And um, I decided to just, like, get rid of him because Mater was there first. And Mater was such a tremendous dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was purebred from, like, Germany. His, he, you know, we can trace his um, his heritage yeah, so all the way back to Germany when they, his dad was, like, a champion fighter and all that type of stuff from where he came from. So, you know, we got rid of, we got rid of him and came, came to Jersey, kept Mater, and we just bred Mater maybe four years ago because everybody wanted uh, a dog like Mater because even my trainer, you know, people are like, oh, my kid's the best in the world. No. Um, the trainer was like, this is one of the best dogs he's ever had or ever trained. 
And so, like, everybody around, like, like, man, this dog is amazing. Like, he's, he's like, he's real, like, gentle, but, like, he's always on alert. And he, you can hear him at night, like, checking everybody's rooms. Oh, really? He'll sit in front of somebody, lay in front of somebody's room for a little bit, go lay in somebody else's room. Where and, where does he sleep? Wherever he wants. Yeah. And, like, um, and then, um, like, if, if my wife, one time um, we had a friend over, and they were kind of just, she was sitting down and don't realize that Mater's always watching. And if he ever, ever he feels my wife or, or one of the kids are like um, in a vulnerable position, you, it's certain things you can't do. So like my wife was sitting down on the floor, and her friend came down and said, "Hey, hey!" and was standing over my wife and was moving her hands real fast and made her like bit her hand. You know what I mean? Because like he felt like so like made her if like I, he felt like I was in trouble, he would come stand right in between my legs and like he'll sit there and like put up his paws and just start looking and stuff like that. I have a movie reference. Have Oops. you seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yes. I have not. You should see that. Well, Great acting. Okay. Well, Leonardo DiCaprio. Brad okay. Pitt. Brad Pitt. But Brad Pitt has Quentin a Tarantino dog. Tarantino movie. Okay. Brad Pitt has a oh, dog. Oh, this is new. Yes. Yeah. Okay, And gotcha. Brad Pitt has a dog, and by the way you're describing your dog, it sounds very similar, yeah. right? Yeah. To, oh, to, yeah. There yeah. is this he was scene in, yeah. towards the end where <laughs> the dog said, okay, it's go time. I got to protect yeah. that. Well, remember, I don't know if you guys seen John Wick. The last one, and Holly yes. Berry had the two dogs, and she was she like they tried to kill her dogs, and she shot the dudes and John Wick. Yeah, they, they were kind of like that because they were trained for carjacking too. So, uh, so, so carjacking, you, you they use your the, dogs. Yeah, yeah. So like so in carjacking, they put the, you put the gun in the car because no nobody sits outside the car. They usually put the gun inside the car. So they, they were trained to bite the hand down and, and and lock down while I can get the gun out. Well, that's pretty intense. So anyway, I, <laughs> so, so, so so anyway, I I, I um I bred him, uh-huh. and did he keep any of the pups? Yeah, I kept one. Dumb as a box of rocks. No him, way. I mean, I, I I'm almost ashamed to even say that this dog is from Mater. And get, what get happened is I, I mated him with my um, landscapers German Shepherd that was fat and had a, a black tail, and just I, the two genes didn't mix. It was. <sighs> it's a regretful thing, but you know what? You got to love all your kids. How many dogs do you have? <laughs> only oh, one. And my wife just bought like a teacup, like Pomeranian. It only gets like five pounds, but he's a little fat little thing. But he thinks he's a thug. Oh, yeah. He like, thinks he's a thug. Yeah, you got to keep him outside because a hawk could pick him up. Let me tell <laughs> Nice spicy <laughs> treat. Let me tell you something. I've been catching up on my movies on our road trips here because Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's what very I Very good. Too, then yeah. I saw Black Mass. Oh, I watched that too. Johnny Depp. See y'all but, cheat, y'all cheating because y'all y'all catching up on on in the air. Hell yeah, yeah. hell yeah. Got to do something. Uh, to you're undisturbed right. in the air. No one can yeah. text you. You're just there zoning in on the little screen. That is true. When you traveled, did you used to watch movies or, or were you watching game film on a Saturday or? No, no, no. Saturday was like you know relax time, get your mind right. So I would just sit there. A lot of times I wouldn't even watch anything. I would just visualize. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah what, what about after the game? After you, the game, yeah, it depends on how far the trip was. Would you watch film? Right away? No, film right away. No, no. I have to, like, I'm I'm processing everything that I did wrong and if we won or if we lost, making sure that the guys uh, aren't going too crazy if we lost, make sure that the guys are, you know, having fun if we won, making sure that I'm going to talk to everybody. That's the stuff that, you know, you're supposed to do when you're trying to keep people together and bring people but together. But people often talk about what is the plane like? Oh, it depends. You know? Yeah, it depends on the group. I mean, I've been part of all kind of planes. Um, I've seen guys win down payments on or being able to buy Cadillacs, like cash, 
from uh, a four-hour plane ride. Like, play, you know, everybody in the NFL, I don't play, but play Blu-ray. So they back there, and there's tens of thousands of dollars that can be lost and won. I think he, uh, Randy Hine from Baltimore, I think he won, like, 40 grand. On a plane? Yeah, on a plane ride back and went and bought a Cadillac cold cash, baby. So Blu-ray is what? I don't know. You don't? I don't play. Bart doesn't bet. Remember, he does not bet unless it's blackjack. Yeah, exactly, or bowling. We So we had this thing, like, in Baltimore where people – See, this is the thing about athletes, right? They think they're good at everything. So, like, you can't tell them that they can't figure it out. So, we used to go bowling, and, you know, Eric can bowl a little bit. Uh, Jamal thought he can bowl. Ray thinks he can bowl. So, we used to go bowling, right? And it used to be a bunch of us. And when you're bored, you, you'll, you'll gamble on anything. So, we gamble on every ball. Strike, spare, $100 from everybody. Okay. So, like, you can go 10 frames, you could be winning $500 a frame. Okay. Or losing $500 a frame. So, the thing is, most athletes, if they lose, they won't let you leave. Right. They make you bet back. And Chris McAllister, was, he was always like that, right? He was like, no, no, bet back. And eventually, you just like, no, bro, I, I got to go. Like, we had bet back 10 times. He'll be like, double or nothing, triple or nothing. Like, he's like that. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So we had this game. But you bowled in high school, didn't you, or something? No, I took bowling in college, but I bowled okay. my whole life. Every, so yeah. every athlete from Detroit can bowl their butt off. Yeah. Right? Everybody knows that Jerome Bennis has, like, three perfect games. Like, my high game is, like, 260. Because in Detroit, it's, it's no spring ball. You got no life. So you got to find something to do indoors. So all Detroit people bowl. I was on bowling team ever since I was a kid. Right. You know what I'm saying? I got my own bowling ball drilled with a counterweight in the inside for my hook. So, like. What? But you can't tell them that. They they sitting there. They got a house ball. They don't realize that. But I bought my ball. First of all, oh, you got to have your own hustle. He, 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 might, he might not even remember this. But, like, you know how Chris Paul has his bowling tournament on, uh-huh. like, you know, TV? Like, he may not even remember me. But, like, he thought he was a man. He was friends with Ray. So, he would come to stuff. When he, I believe when he first got in the league, he was with, what, New Orleans or something like that? The Hornets. But, but You're talking about Chris Paul, right? Yeah, Chris Paul. Chris Paul did First team was the Hornets, wasn't it? Okay, Hornets. Okay, so he would come and he came. Yeah, but then they went to New Orleans or something, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he definitely played in New Orleans. Right, right. So, like, he would come to Rage just had his annual thing, and, like, he thought he was a man. Like, he's sitting there bowling, everybody. Like, this is the thing. I only need one game. I don't like no warm-up, none of that stuff. Right? So, like, they going in, they doing their thing. He like, oh, I'm over here balling. I come in late, stretch my arm a couple times, pull Timmy out, and it's night-night time, and he think he got it. I win the trophy. I never lost one of those trophies. So, like, when he has that – like, he would never invite me. I see he had Lamar Willie. He had other guys on there. If he ever had invite me to that, he don't want no smoke because I embarrass him on national TV. You have a name for your bowling ball? Timmy. Timmy. Okay. And, uh, and you know, I don't know if you know this, but I feel like I'd like to see a Bart Scott-Jamal Adams bowling match because Jamal is supposedly this big bowler. But I'm sure you got your uh, – all right. I was going to say I'm sure you have your thoughts on that, but I think I got my answer. Hey, he, don't, he don't want no smoke. Come on, Ooh. Grasshopper. He might think it's a new movie, but it's just a rerun to me. <laughs> What's your most quoted movie of all time? Speaking of movies, oh, it, depend, it depends. It depends. It it can be Friday. It can be Mice of Men. It can be uh, Usual Suspects. It could be anything. Oh, I've it, seen. I've seen the Usual. It could be. It could be Ar- Armageddon. It could be anything. It could be uh, Life. You know, in in Baltimore, we used to talk in in movie. So like yeah. our whole communication would be movie quotes, and they made sense. And if you didn't know what we were talking about, you'd be like they were crazy. But everybody that was in there understood. Like, because everybody was big movie buffs. So we always spoke in movies or terms from movies. You know, I, I think Bill Belichick, uh, not Bill Belichick, Brian Billick, 
has like this little funny thing that he used to talk about how crazy I was with Steve McNair because when Steve Steve McNair finally got here, I think what was I? Uh, I think I was doing. I, I was quoting seven. You know, he was like, this dude's freaking crazy. So, like, this is his first practice with us at defense. And I was like, you got the trials of Job's coming to you, mister. <laughs> like, what the hell is this? This dude's – like, listen, this is as he's singing his cadence. Yeah. And I'm quoting him, like, all during practice, I'm quoting seven. Like, all the five – all the seven deadly sins and all that stuff. That, did you see that movie? Don't let him open the box. I Don't see, let him open the box. I he has the advantage. <laughs> he has the advantage. <laughs> see, I, that I'm not movie at- was – Disturbing. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> yeah. good at remembering the quotes. Like I've seen seven, and I understand the reference, but I couldn't spit it back to you yeah. unless I see it like hundreds of times. Shamefully, the the movie I know best quote wise is Too Fast, Too Furious, but I love it, and I know like every word from it. And it's kind of. I feel like it's kind of a sickness, but I got. Well, use a good quote for something. Well, we having a conversation. When, when the opportunity arises, I'll I'll think of one. Okay. S- speaking of quotes. Sal Palantonio. Oh, I like that transition. Let's call it pivot. Uh, I'm the, learning. The 2010 the run, the divisional playoffs. Yep, yep. Jets I, I think down, I know where this is going. Jets. <laughs> the last, the, the last glory days. Well, the last time the Jets had a, a playoff run, and it's been too long, but I, I think uh, good things are on the horizon for this team. Trizzle, so, trizzle. Yeah, yeah. But um, Bart comes in the locker room after the game. Because we had always done things weekly, and I always talked to him in the locker room, stuff like that. He he comes in the locker room, and he goes, I just went effing off. And I said, <laughs> what, what are you talking about? He's like, I just talked to Sal. I just lost it out there. <laughs> what, what do you, what do you So Can't Wait was born. We went on the bus after. The I didn't game. know what I did. It, well, because you <laughs> you have these episodes sometimes. You you call them blackouts. Yeah, like uh, Frank the Tank, like when um old school when he got shot, like when when he when he was also debating. Seen old school. Yeah, when he so when he was debating uh, Will Ferrell, he's like what happened? Like <laughs> right. he was like it's no <laughs> yeah. rebuttal. That was yeah. perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we get on the bus, the staff bus after that game, and we're heading to the airport. The short ride back from uh, Providence. And we, we, one of the PR staffers actually pulled it out on her phone. <laughs> Said, "This guy thinks he's a wrestler <laughs> because that was the whole speech. When you're watching it and you're watching Sal's smile, and he just had to get out of the way. Yeah, Sal just he gave me room to breathe. But where the whole can't wait came from is because I was still talking. Yeah. But I guess he had to rap. Yeah." And he was like, he cut me off. Like, see, I'm like, I wasn't finished. So I was like, all right. And that's where it came out. At. It, I, I love Sal's reaction. Like, in, in the interview. He's laughing because he know he just got gold. Right. He, yeah. Like, he's laughing like, holy hell, this guy actually is, is going off. <laughs> well, you know Mean Gene, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and he just goes, all right, they we'll see you in Pittsburgh. They can't stop a nosebleed. So, oh, yeah, that's my favorite line. So he, he goes on there. Now, after that. Sal covered us throughout the whole run there, and he's a tremendous ESPN uh, correspondent. He's been doing this for a long Forever, time, yeah. and, and uh, what a gentleman. Sal came to the complex the next week, and he told me put a note in your locker, handwritten note. Yeah, he, he's great at that, and I learned something from him. You know, when you write things, it makes it more personable to somebody. I mean, we live in this world now, and especially this was what, what uh, at this point, Nine years ago? No, ten years? What, eight well, years ago? Well, no. It's nine years ago. Yeah, nine years ago, right? So that was nine years ago. And, you know, 
we've become more distant from each other, right? We've, we, we, we become, you know, antisocial, right? We, we communicate. You ever have somebody talking to you, like you, you're texting with somebody and then they call you and then they don't pick up and they text you back. It's like, yep. yo, I'm tired of texting. I'd rather just tell you what I got to say because I'm driving in a damn car. Pick up the phone. 100% yeah. right there yeah. with you. Right. So we, we, we come more distant. But, you know, when Sal writes something, he t- and he taught me something, when you write something to somebody because they never see it or get it that way, that information that way, it makes it more personable. And it makes, you know, and it makes it, you know, people feel more important when you do it like that. Is it like a, not to get into what the letter said, but is it like a thank you note, essentially? It was just a summary, I believe, of just the moment. I think he, I think he appreciated his raw honesty. Right. Uh, In a uh, moment. Yeah. Not, yeah. Like there are a lot of guys who after the game, they'll give you a process stuff and they'll, uh, they'll give you something that was canned and that he was just unfiltered being himself and I think that was very much appreciated from Sal and I think it was appreciated from Jets fans and a lot of I think uh, all football fans other than yeah. Pittsburgh, other than Patriots fans yeah. like appreciated because it was a guy that was vulnerable in the moment mm-hmm. that was basically spilling his heart out and his guts out about what that game meant to not only him but to the organization and to the team as a whole I agree you got anything else Is for it, Bart uh, before we wrap up so the next week Pittsburgh how much did the uh, uh, how much did it take out of you guys winning at Indianapolis, exercising that demon? Yeah. Because AFC so Championship before, game guy, be, yeah. uh, before you guys had the lead, seventeen six, late in the second quarter. You go there, you take care of them. You beat Brady in his house. No team has ever done that. Uh, obviously, no team will ever do that again. Because Peyton right. Manning, that was Peyton Manning's last game as a Colt. Right. He wouldn't play the next year. Went on to win a Super Bowl with the Broncos, but where was that team mentally, emotionally heading into Pittsburgh? Because they jumped on you out of the yeah, gate. Yeah, I mean, I thought we were ready. And, you know, I thought, you know, that first drive that ended up in being 18 plays, remember we had them in like a third and 18. Yeah. But I think we got too cute because we brought, we put a defensive package out there that we've never put out there before with basically Jason Taylor playing Mike Linebacker and took all the linebackers off the field. So when Ben ran, you know, not understanding, like, how to be a linebacker, once Ben broke that, we put a lot of young, like, um, DB, we put a lot of DBs out there, and it was combo coverages, and it was coverage where Ben didn't know where to go to ball. Right. But then you still got to get Ben down. Yeah. So it was one of those long scrambles, and it kind of reset everything and kind of made that first quarter so long, and it took us maybe a half to be able to come out, and we made a game out of it, and we were right there. Should have won it. You know, I think if we just run the ball and stay true to who we were and not got too cute, uh, you know, Schottenheim got a little bit too cute. I feel like, hey, if we're going to go down, we're ground and pound, let's take our big fat uh, – tailback not not our hall of fame tailback let's take our big fat tailback and let's go behind the strength of our team which is our offensive line and if they can stop us four times from getting a yard then you know hats off to them but we got cute through the ball twice when you're on a one yard line because Sean Green got you down there I understand LT was the LT where he was the guy that was going to jump over everybody and get airborne so we tried to sneak in there I mean I understand they have Casey Hampton but you know, we got Nick Mangold and we got uh, we got Brandon Moore right there. And we, I mean, hell, we should have been able to wedge it there and just run two, th- four quarterback sneaks and think we can get movement with with the type of players that we had right there and be able to push from behind or give Sean Green and, and dare one of those linebackers or one of those you know you know defensive tackles, Keys or whoever, stand on there. Sean Green, you know, um, late in the season, yeah, he about two seventy. 
Do you ever think what would have, how things would have changed? Oh uh, yeah, it would have changed. It would have changed our lives. We would have been, we'd have been immortalized in this town. Uh, we never would have had to buy, pay for anything. We'd have had a Lombardi Trophy. We'd have came in here as a team that was braggadocious, uh, said that they're going to win it, said that they weren't here to kiss rings, and been able to give one to to them. And I think it would have changed the whole complexion of this organization. You know, because I feel like we would have got into the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, we had just played the uh, the uh, Green Bay Packers, and we we held them to nine points. I feel like we'd have been better offensively, been able to got some things figured out, and we'd have been able to to, to be immortalized forever. And I also feel like that team. I grew up in New York, so I feel like that team also just embodied New York by what you said. We don't kiss rings, then you go in, you win. Just feels very yeah. Feels very unapologetic. New York. Unapologetic. Uh, y'all want smoke? We got it. smoke. What's up? We ain't, listen. We ain't, we ain't come here. We ain't about to throw the ball a million times. We about to beat the hell out of you for four quarters, and we we dare you to to, to continue to take this butt whooping, this physical butt whooping for four quarters. And if you can do it, God bless you. And that was the official Jets podcast with Bart Scott. Bart, thanks a lot for coming. Again, let's go back to our Greek names. We got to go back to the Greek names. That was the official Jets podcast powered by AWS. Rate us, review us on Apple Pods. Minnows, what does that sound? Minnows Fitness. I don't know. Performance Center. Minnows Fitness. Let us know. Yeah, whatever. See you later, LeBron. Yeah.